It's your old pal, The Walking Dude of Movie Reviews, Jason from Binge Movies. You remember when you were a kid and you'd climb into your van for a family vacation and your invalid brother would topple down the highway berm while pissing in the coffee can? Did your mother ever run at the mouth about planets in retrograde and then get hoisted on a meat hook? <laughs> Did your grandpa ever mallet a girl to feed on the skull meat? If so, you've been on a road trip. You know that they are long, tiring, and uncomfortable. These are three perfect adjectives to describe what we've got for you today. As I'm hitchhiking my way across Movie USA with my dear internet-only friend, Lindsay Washburn. Lindsay, they say never get in a car with a stranger. You are no stranger to me. Or at least you're no more strange than I am. So we've met on the open roads of the Information Superhighway. And this is the final day, day four, of our Highway to Hell movie marathon road trip. We made it to the end of the road, Central Texas. Texas, and it's hot. It is it hot, is hot in as Texas. hell. We've made it to hell, and hell is Texas. Deep in the And heart I drove of the Texas. whole way. You drove I'm doing the, the whole way. way. The whole left side of like my face and my arm burnt. is burnt too crisp. Burnt. The other half looks just like me. <laughs> just <so> completely. <laughs> <laughs> just like her. Just like her. It took me. It took me being <laughs> confined with you in a smelly conversion van <laughs> for four days for me to go. Is that Mina Savari over there? <laughs> Is this where she's gone? Is she now doing YouTube? Um, <laughs> we've had a lot of adventures. We've been tons we've been all of over adventures. The place. Yeah, there's yeah. A, been at least one possum nest we had to get out of the back of the van that we didn't realize was in there mm -hmm. with us. But that explained mm -hmm. the smell. That whole oh, time yeah. I thought it was me, Lindsay, and it turned out it was just that it's possum. Possums. Thing. Yeah, yeah, possums. And it was so much fun when we got that CB. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With 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 our with our handles. Now I am a little dis <laughs> I am a little disappointed, yes, that we got the C B because we were offered the C B radio at a pilot flying J uh somewhere mm -hmm. down yonder. But the man also wanted to give us a chimp. Yeah, it was just it was a little too much. Yeah. And you were like, no chip. It was a little too and much. You overruled me. And you're like, I'm driving no chip. And I was like, I'll change the diapers. And you're like, no way. So then that's where the handles came from. And I became BJ and you became the bear. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, it just, if we had a chimp, it'd be, it'd be way too wacky's 80s comedy. And that's no, not the vibe we're going for. Mm -mm. Not the vibe at all. Now you might be wondering <laughs> how I ended up as BJ and um, no names, please. I'm the bear. How did we get the gas to get across country? My mouth, my jaw. <laughs> wow. A lot of rest stops. A lot of rest stops. Lindsay was fine to drive as long as yep. they sent me in Pacino style to cruise and exactly. Do what I to do. And he got the job done. You got said, the job done. You said, Bitch Bear had my money. <laughs> I'd come Is back. Lindsay Washburn gonna have to smack a bitch. And I'd be like, No, Daddy. And I get <laughs> Yeah. Mina Savari is your pimp name. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Mina Servari, because you'll serve a bitch. 
I will serve a bitch. You'll serve a bitch. You told me, and I was like, oh, here you go, daddy. Here's your money. And you're like, get out there, turn some more tricks for me. We gotta we gotta make it to West Central Texas, deep in the heart of it. I said, okay, okay. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. And we did. We got yeah. here. Let me tell you something. There's a roaring men's restroom community just outside Sedona. Oh, yeah? Yeah. If anybody's looking for... (laughs) If you're ever in need of gas, you need to turn a quick buck. Yeah, right. And you're in Sedona. (laughs) Yeah. That's where you go. (laughs) If you're willing to be turned out for a quick buck outside of Mm -hmm. Sedona, about 30 miles outside Sedona, there's a rest stop. It'll get you where you need to go. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. That's, That's why I thought I smelled so bad. All that rest stop time, but... Turned out just possums. It was the possums. It's always the possums. It was a musk. And doing what I had to do to get us where we needed to go, became very familiar with the musk. The musk. Yeah. Musky. Like some man dom or high karate. (laughs) This has been a musky road trip. I've learned some things about myself. Definitely straight. That's been confirmed. (laughs) <laughs> didn't enjoy any of that. But daddy gets what daddy wants. You got to do what you got to do. Daddy gets what daddy wants. <laughs> daddy Washburn wanted me out there hustling. Bitch better have my money. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I ain't doing all this driving just because I like you. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, you I thought this whole road trip bills. was about you potentially murdering me. But it was actually oh, no. I whole- just wanted to turn you out. That's you were just it. trafficking me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had my it's just own. your family didn't yeah, your family didn't come up with ninety thousand donuts. So here That's we right. Are. My dad is not the donut king and he was like, sorry. He's not the donut king. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's a weird tale we just told. Parts of it are yeah. true. I'll let the listener decide which parts are true and untrue. Just like the movie we're going to talk about today, which claimed to be based yes. on true events. And mm-hmm. ah, boy, that's loose. Uh, in the early 1970s, a documentary film student at the University of Texas at Austin concocted a grisly tale of isolation and head cheese. Inspired by the brutal violence of area news footage and bizarro killers like Ed Gein and the lesser known Elmer Wayne Henley, young Toby Hooper went off into the backwoods and birthed a genre. Now, Lindsay, you know this, but our listeners may not know. The four most ripped-off movies of all time, in no particular order, are Rambo, Alien, Mad Max, and tonight's motion picture, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is the movie that is just as real. Just as close. Just as terrifying as being there. Even if one of them survives, what will be left? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. After you stop screaming, you'll start talking about it. How many Mm -hmm. shot on shittio backwoods horror movies do you have just right directly in your own personal collection? (laughs) Oh, there's at least a baker's dozen. Do you have midnight? At least a baker's. No. 
Have I you ever heard not. of Midnight? I don't think. Uh-uh. Uh, if I'm not, Midnight's John Russo, who's the half of the Night of the Living oh. Dead, the Return of the Living Dead guy. He directed a movie with Lawrence Tierney called Midnight, where La- Lawrence Tierney plays an incestuous cop stepfather whose stepdaughter <laughs> runs away from home and falls into the hands of a cult. But the first five minutes, I am absolutely convinced, are the 100% inspiration for a movie called Frailty, which I know you love. Oh. Because it's about a woman who's convinced that her children that they're doing the work of God by capturing demons, and they have to kill them, no matter huh. what they look like. No way. Yeah. Then a the movie from there. check that out. The movie from there is not frailty. It's Texas Chainsaw it's Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> because the family that's killing demons turns out to be Satanist. That's the twist. I didn't really spoil, I didn't spoil anything for you because everything I said happens in the first five minutes and the rest of it exactly. is just watching it all unfold. Tex- yeah. And it just becomes the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They go, mm-hmm. She hitchhikes and ends up with two dudes and the three of them get into a van and accidentally find themselves in the backwoods looking for some gasoline mm-hmm. and the rest is history. So it check is. out Midnight if you can. It's very, very hard to find. I think that w- would have been in the year 1981 or 82. Okay. You want 82? My head is full of this garbage. Look that up. <laughs> <laughs> Which that reminds me that we have, we got to talk off mic. I've got lots of ideas for us. Anyway. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Good your, do you love it as much as The Hitcher? More? Less? Same. Less, I would say. I really? love it a lot. Yeah. No, I, I love the Hitcher a lot. Um I do love this movie as well. Um I also like the 2003 remake, which I th- I think was really well done, in my opinion. But no, I, I love the original. I get out of this conversion van and walk into traffic every <laughs> Actually, I don't I remember the trailer because they redid the opening the flashbulbs. Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought that trailer yeah. was really effective. I I, yeah. I remember Seventh Heaven was in it, but beyond that, I don't remember. Yes. Oh no, it's good. I mean, it's it's essentially the same story, but they change up some things. Wasn't it one of the guys from Jared Palacki and then uh, the girl from Seventh? Wasn't it a bunch of CW people? It was Jessica Biel. Biel. I only know yes. her as Seventh Heaven, and I also know her as Stealth. Yes, that's right. <laughs> do you have that is do, right. do you have Stealth in your personal collection? I think so. I think so. I think I've got it in a drawer. <laughs> but no, I've always loved this one, the original. Because this, I mean, this was way before any of the big slasher horror franchises that came out later on. Like, this was before Halloween. Is it before Black before Christmas? Before Nightmare on Elm Street. I think, was it Black Christmas 77? I think, 77 I think it, yeah, 76 but or this 77. Is, this is nothing like Black Christmas. Even if it, no. even if the fact, you know. This came out in 74. This is nothing like Black Christmas. Black Christmas has way more to do with uh, with uh, like mystery novels and things like that yes. than, than this. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, this is like a wholly original tale. It's not Psycho. It's not Hitchcock. It's not no. Agatha Christie. It's not Dashiell Hammond. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, young Sherlock Holmes, which we've talked about. <laughs> this is its own Mm-mm. weird thing. It definitely is. I saw some new things in it that I had never really noticed before because maybe I'm an idiot. But um, <laughs> am I wrong to say that this movie is not scary? I wouldn't. I don't know. I 
when I watch it now, like when I just watched it to talk about it here, I wasn't scared. It's just like this constant on edge feeling mm. when I watch this movie because there's some really brutal, Im- even though there's not a lot of gore in this movie. Yeah. It's, it's a very brutal, ugly, gross. Yes. Kind of. Just icky. Sweaty. Everything's movie is sweaty, sweaty. sticky. Yeah. Just Hot. you get this yeah. visceral reaction just from looking at the film. Yeah. You know, yeah. just and looking at the characters because everyone has mess to them somehow. It's gotta be Hooper's documentary background, right? There's a cinema vintage yeah, yeah. quality to mm-hmm. the way that I think the hard thing movies like this have as far as their legacy is in 1974 you go to a drive-in theater with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your brother your sister or whoever and you roll Mm -hmm. into this movie called the texas chainsaw massacre yeah you you hear a urban legend that it's based on a true story and partially inspired by ed gein who you've heard about you know from the 50s or whatever whenever that was and then Mm -hmm. guy who built furniture out of corpses and was Maybe a Made nipple belts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> don't, don't say that word again. It sends me back to the bathroom <laughs> lifestyle experience that I've been going through. Anyway. Uh, yeah. And so you roll in there and this would have to be the most provocative, shocking, terrifying film. Oh of all God. Time. Yes. At least, Especially up until, because- at least up until the exorcist comes out a few short years later. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and with all that grime and, yeah. and, dirt and sweat it makes it more realistic it makes you believe yes. like oh yeah this could have happened yeah. maybe this did happen yeah 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 that verite style that that sort of floating camera yeah it mm-hmm. really it really feels it does feel almost honestly it kind of reminds me of like a vietnam documentary some of a the early bit. vietnam documentaries it kind of looks like that footage in, a, in an odd way and in, in that way, it kind of shares uh, some kind of DNA with Night of the Living Dead. I would say this is almost like yeah. the Gen X Night of the Living Dead, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it kind of, you know, we just, we follow these characters who kind of stumble into this horrific, awful situation. Yeah, yeah. There, mm-hmm. We hear, instead of the, the TV reports, we hear radio reports. Radio reports. There's some yeah. phenomena that's going that's unexplained. There's, instead of, yeah, and the, the, the grave robbing thing, you know. Correct. The spooky shit going on at it, the graveyard. It actually almost <laughs> follows the structure of Night of the Living Dead, if you really think yeah. about it, right? Mm-hmm. Is there something yeah. weird going on? But then this family, this brother and sister go to the graveyard or check in the grave of their grandparents yep. in this instance. Mm-hmm. And that fact alone leads them down the path of destruction, just like yeah. um, the the brother and sister from Night of the Living Dead. And then the mm-hmm. difference here, of course, is when they go to eventually find themselves in a house, their old family ha- homestead, it's in complete disrepair. And they make their way one by one or the couple. And then eventually they, everyone but Franklin gets there and they get yeah. to the house. <laughs> and rather than finding safety in the house, at least temporarily, or other people who are... They find more, even more horror. Right. The real danger <laughs> is not outside. The, it's more dangerous inside the house. They, and they find mm-hmm. something absolutely horrific. So I'd have to imagine that Night of the Living Dead was a partial inspiration for this movie. Um, the, it doesn't yeah. end on a completely bleak ending like Night of the Living Dead does. But I do always wonder what happens to the black trucker 
who saves her when he just goes running off down the street. He just bolts. Yeah, <laughs> like just, just leaves gone. the truck. And the thing is, like, yeah. I never, I understand he thinks maybe that chainsaw is getting through that door, but it clearly isn't. So I never understood why no. he gets out the other Why he got side. out. Yeah. I, I would I don't keep know her either. and myself locked in that cab and I would hit the fucking gas. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You already yeah, took I, out I, I one of these. I never understood why he got out. No. <laughs> But in spectacular it, fashion. Yeah, correct. And and of course, there's a bit of poetic irony there, right? Is the guy who we see picking up roadkill becomes roadkill, right? Yes. So, um, <laughs> and these people treat human beings as if they're roadkill, and then he is a human being who becomes roadkill. And I would say that's mm-hmm. the other thing, right? So in this rewatch, reminds me of Night of the Living Dead, and it is a movie that I think has a lot more on its mind than just the shock value of oh yeah being grotesque. Oh, yeah. The the thing that I noticed the most this time is the old man, a.k.a. the cook, who later becomes known as Drayton (laughs) Sawyer, who's just a guy they knew. I don't even know if he was an actor. He's just some guy they knew Mm -hmm. locally they put in this movie. Um, Is how... um, it's, It's not... It's not quite split personalities. And okay. I'm, I'm, like when he makes his shift. Yeah. Between because if it's a split personality, he would be this kind of kindly old man, and then he'd switch into this maniac uh-huh. or whatever. He's consistently the same person, but like when he's got her kind of hogtied in, in the front seat, and yeah, down, and he's like poking her and, and he's shit. Like, he's like, "Don't worry, we're not going to hurt you. Like I wouldn't do that. Everything's going to be okay." And at the same time, he's jabbing her, right? And he's yeah. consoling her mm-hmm. and jabbing her at the same time, and both uh-huh. seem legitimate. He seems like he's legitimately trying to console her, console her, and he's legitimately getting sick pleasure out of jabbing her and teasing her. And then even when mm-hmm. they get to the house, he's like, "Like, just hurry up and get the killing over, and I'm gonna leave the room because I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. agree with, I don't agree with this part of it." He says, and "It's like I don't, I don't agree with the killing, but you got to do what you got to do. I understand that, but I don't want to be a part of it." And so it's like he's got mm-hmm. this sort of odd morality to him. That none of the rest of the family does. They eventually, yeah, they totally and it's do, it's they, very it's so misguided because yes. he's doing all these other awful, terrible things. Correct. Yes, because <laughs> even when they're bringing her over for Grandpa to mallet her, which is to me high comedy, but um, <laughs> he's like, "Don't worry, he's the best at this. It won't hurt a bit." Yeah. Right? It's so it's it's almost like a guy who works in a slaughterhouse and feels bad for the animals. Like, he has uh-huh. some kind of conscience about all of this. But it doesn't stop yeah. him from being, like you said, a part of some really sick shit. Really, really sick shit. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, there's there's all this, like, slaughterhouse references throughout this entire film. Franklin yeah. has, like, an entire speech about it. There's the whole, the 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 hitchhiker guy um, yeah. talks about making head cheese. And Correct. They talk about. The knockers, how they would hit them in the head with the sledgehammer, with the hammer and stuff, and how and machines, even like the se- machines cost people jobs, and the old ways are better. Exactly, and, right. exactly. We- and the most of like the sound effects that we hear throughout the movie and the different cues are like metallic, weird, yes. machine-like kind yeah. of noises or clanging and banging, like you'd hear in a in a slaughterhouse. Well, even some of the initial noises we hear from. Yes, Leather the scraping and scraping yeah. and squealing like a pig, like livestock. Pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the house is the house is a slaughterhouse, and yeah. the house is 
Leatherface is basically you know with got a butcher's gown on you know and mm-hmm. like he worked at a like he's you know getting ready to prepare cuts of meat and that's in fact what he's doing just so happens that it's mm-hmm. people now losing your job at the slaughterhouse in the, the deepest part of Texas I'm not exactly sure why your next inclination is to turn to cannibalism <clears throat> and, I, yeah. and not only that but I feel like cows would be more plentiful in that part of the country than people so I I think people make a more suitable less suitable food source. Less sustainable than cows are. <laughs> Less sustainable, yeah, because it's like they're they're just catching what they what comes through their neck, Correct. essentially. Yeah, right. Because <clears throat> you, when they first stumble ac- across the house, there's all those cars that they have hidden under tarps, yep. Yep. and in the barn, and those are obviously vehicles of the people that they did this to before. They've been doing this for a while. Yeah. This isn't the yeah. these aren't the first people that they decided to eat. So. <laughs> <clears throat> But even like inside the house, how disgusting it is. There's like chicken feathers everywhere. I did laugh though. I'm not trying to piss out of this movie. But and like, like weirdo art well, that's, of, made out in, of bones. She, there's a love seat made of human being, right? Yeah. And yeah. she's like looking around the room and the thing she is most horrified about is a chicken in a cage. I'm like, yeah. chicken in a cage in a room is weird, but you are... <laughs> There's a femur next to your right hand. There's a skull, a couple skulls. <laughs> yeah, there's hanging just, from yeah. the ceiling. There's wind chimes it, made of pelvic floor just yeah. hanging from the ceiling, like <clears throat> and the, 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 the camera pans and zooms in on the chicken, and you're like, it's like whoa. And then it, <laughs> at one point it cuts to a tortoise shell. Yes, for some reason, a broken tortoise shell. I'm like. That's not scary. Oh my right, god! Yeah, yeah. These turtle. Are just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like even some of like the shots of of um, oh god, just slipped on. Who's our lead actress here? Uh, Marilyn Burns. Yeah, some of the shots. Of, yeah, some of the shots of Marilyn Burns. I think are they definitely feel very akin. There's one shot in particular when um, I forget what it is, but it's when. Um, in Night of the Living Dead, when she falls in the graveyard and the lightning flashes and she's kind of laid out almost like a like a pinup and she's like in terror. Oh. There's a shot that's almost uh-huh. identical. And that's what clued me in. I'm like, oh shit, this is this is like okay. Is that when she's running running through the scrub and she yeah, falls? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm like, okay. yeah, there's yeah. so much Night of the Living Dead in this movie. It never feels derivative or like a ripoff, but oh, it's no. definitely like the Inspired, next generation yeah. of Night of mm-hmm. the Living Dead. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find this movie funny? Not really. I mean, it's there's a couple silly parts. <laughs> Is there any part you that makes you laugh? Nothing that sticks out. When Franklin falls down the highway. Okay. Yeah. I've I. Mac see, that, and me. This I have Mac and me vibes. I'm like, that's that's Mac. That's the original <laughs> Mac and me. Why does nobody meme that? Why doesn't Paul Rudd incorporate that? Right. Well. Okay. Yeah. So this is this is the thing that I changed my mind on this last watch okay. because I always fucking hated Franklin. I hated him. I thought he was annoying and useless, and I was yeah. glad when he died. It's I'm a just common like, sentiment. I'm yes. like, just shut the fuck up, Franklin. Yeah. Nobody likes you. But watching it this time, I'm like, he's the only one that's right. He is, yeah. He's like, we need to leave. We shouldn't go. And he has every right to be pissed off. 
Like he he's trying to take a piss and falls down a hill. It's yep. all scraped up. They pick some guy up who attacks him with a knife and cuts him. Slices his he's, arm open. Yeah. He's the fifth wheel in this situation yes. when they get to the house. And absolutely nothing is ADA compliant. And they just leave him just, just out front I'm, to try to get around i was like i would be fucking pissed too franklin i'm on i I, yeah i'm team franklin now (laughs) what year do the americans with disabilities act pass i don't know my history i have no idea i have no idea it wasn't that i don't feel like i don't think so i think it was like the 80s yeah so he's he was living in a pre-ada world probably Mm -hmm. and in texas where yeah you know um, yeah, I, I, I know that sentiment. <laughs> I know the sentiment of like, oh, Franklin's so annoying. I've never really felt that way about it. I've never, mm-hmm. going back to the whole legacy thing, I, yeah. initially, years and years ago, when they got Toby Hooper to make a sequel and can't canon uh-huh. him, and he was like, okay, well, I can't redo that. So I want to pitch it as like a really like gonzo dark comedy. Mm-hmm initially my thought was like what a weird fucking idea but now that i watched this like this watch in particular last couple but this one in particular i'm like oh shit no there's that (laughs) scene with grandpa trying to hit her with a mallet is funny it is very yeah yes because it's very it's yeah it's very farcical just what's happening they keep giving him in the hammer and he just keeps dropping it and he's like oh fuck i dropped it again right yeah it's it's it but it's so incongruent with the imagery yes you know yes that's what makes it funny though if it was just straight goofiness it'd be like nothing Uh but trouble which is like this is weird looking but it's not funny nothing but trouble is supposed to be funny i don't know if you find nothing but trouble funny no 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 but it's one of the most (laughs) notoriously unfunny movies ever that is essentially weird a texas chainsaw massacre dan Aykroyd movie with tupac yeah and digital underground yeah um and Chevy Chase and Demi <laughs> Moore and John Candy and two roles playing his own sister. Um Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Um and Dan Acker has a penis for a nose. Yeah. <laughs> Eating a hot dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. oh, those fuck. hot dogs are just fucking disgusting. Ugh, that's the thing is, ugh. I think those hot dogs and him eating that hot dog is grosser than anything in this movie. It, grosser than you anything think in so? Texas Chainsaw. Yes. <laughs> I know I'm going somewhere by saying it. nothing but trouble is scarier than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> is funnier than nothing but trouble. It's because the, the character who will be, we'll just call him the cook or Drake, whatever. He, uh-huh. some of his facial expressions are <laughs> really fucking funny. And he's giving, it's not easy to give a performance of somebody who is not pretending to be nice and not pretending to be vicious, but is both nice and vicious at the same time. That's not yeah. fucking easy. And the fact that he's just like no. some guy who maybe did regional industrial films in Texas is amazing. Yeah. No, and they bring him back really for the good. second one for the second one. He's even better in that. He's one. even better in that one. <laughs> Although I kind of like him better here because yeah. the sense that I get here is these people who are, making this movie most of the they're mostly college kids right it's like toby hooper's mm-hmm. college arts friends who go off and make this yeah. movie um they they didn't know they 
knew what they wanted to make, but they didn't know what they had until they got no. it. No. Got it. Yeah. Until they finished and saw it. Whereas by the time we get to the second one, Hooper's already, he's already done Poltergeist. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. already got on to the mainstream. He's working with Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. of all people. We started with Spielberg. We're kind of, we're ending with <laughs> Hooper. And <laughs> obviously Hooper, there's a controversy yeah. of who directed what when we get to Poltergeist. And then he's mm-hmm. getting a three picture deal with a Canon group that will help bankrupt them because all three of his movies were <laughs> colossal flops. Uh, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 has such a, it's a different thing. It has such mm-hmm. an a 80s canon. These, these, this is a oxymoron. This was the, what, Just, what did you say about the mallet? Incongruent. These two things are incongruent. Incongruent. Canon yeah. sheen. There's a canon glamour to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. There is. With the yes. lighting and the color gels and all kind of shit. And. Mm-hmm. I and I, if I, I would go so far as to say, I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 has scary is scarier than this movie, but I think this movie's funnier than Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. <laughs> I, this movie is funny. I, it, this to me, this is like, I understand. I know if I was in 1974, I'd probably be pissing my pants. And, I, and I'm yeah. not laughing at the movie, I see the no. underneath macabre dark humor mm-hmm. to it. Um, just the concept of grandpa. They've oh, talked God. this guy up and talked this guy up and talked this guy up. Then they wheel, and it's very clearly like a frat guy, a college kid in in makeup, in makeup, mm-hmm. and that's funny. But on top of that, he's a mummy. He's barely, <laughs> he's he's in impossibly still alive. Yeah. And that is funny. That's funny. <laughs> them at that table and her screaming and screaming All and screaming. The, just nonstop screaming. And them just looking at her and giggling and laughing and, uh, <laughs> and them bickering with each other, you know, is funny. It's really it is, Yeah, I can, I can see where you, where you could find humor in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, when I look back at a movie like this, I, I always think like, there was nothing like this before this Correct. movie. Yeah. Absolutely right. nothing. Right. So when it came out, just just thinking of it in that context, I mean, it would it would be, I would say, kind of the rea- reaction that uh, the Blair Witch Project got when it first came out. Right. Is this real? Is this a documentary? Did Is this real? Yeah. And right. pe- yeah, it was. Yeah. It just freaked people out, you know. Um, and it had that more document. It was a documentary essentially, but um. The thing I find most interesting about this movie in particular is how Leatherface is portrayed in this movie because of all the the horror icons that have come after him, mm-hmm. it seems like he's so different from any of them. Just in like he runs after people. Yes. You know, he's this big giant guy. And his movements are very brutal and chaotic and fast. Yeah. And, and, the, and he doesn't just have one mask. He has three masks. And they all have a purpose, you know? And, and I think people look at Leatherface and they think it's just this big, dumb, hulking, you know, character. But there's so much more to it, especially in this first movie. Yeah. And I think people forget that sometimes. Yeah. So the, the part that is not funny is the first kill 
it's also so it's so hard to talk about this movie because there's been so many if they weren't backwoods massacre movies there's a lot mm-hmm. of movies where like i mean obviously you can even see it with like um x is a great example where it's like okay clearly somebody's yeah. watched all of toby hooper's movies right eating alive yeah. and and like it's like okay i get mm-hmm. it you like the texas street massacre <laughs> but it's like we, we're now to the point as the, the audience i mean we're not not even now to the point we're at the point by like 1982 when somebody would like approach the spooky fucking house you're yelling at the screen don't go in there you stupid bitch right so the idea that that couple right? the boyfriend especially she's just like I, let's get out of here and he's like no it's, it's, we, we they, they might mind. have gas. They might have gas. No, that, I'll leave that, my guitar. That, that's the one thing that's always bothered me about this yeah. movie. It's like you're just stumbling upon a house and you think, oh, maybe they could sell me some gas. And even if and that's true, why would you walk in their front fucking into door? their house in Texas, yeah, I, where everybody's Texas. locked and loaded? <laughs> it's like I know it's the seventies. And you know they're pitch- I, picking up hitchhikers. People were more trusting. I don't I know, but like, believe I don't get the motivation at all. That in, even yeah, <laughs> and even in 1974 in Texas, mm-hmm. people were just walking into strangers' homes. Anybody and, in and here? <laughs> the second you walk in, there's like animal skins Correct. and pieces hanging but that makes on him the go wall. Going even further, because like, hey, you gotta and come it's check this out. Stink. It's all it's you gotta know it stink. stink. You know it stinks. You know Why it stinks. would you venture in further? And invite Leave. and invite your Turn girlfriend and run in. Away. Like, oh, you gotta take a yeah. look at this. Come look at this fucked up shit I found right. in this abandoned spooky house in the middle of nowhere. That's the only part of this movie that I really <laughs> legitimately have a problem with. That's the only time where the actions are nonsensical and only exist yeah. to get them killed. Uh-huh. Because eventually. Well, somebody's got to go looking for them because now they're missing, right? And then whatever. Yeah. But like, it was the first three in particular that because the second guy's the same fucking thing, Steve or whatever mm-hmm. their names are. You know, you guys in yeah. here? You guys in this random spooky house? No, <laughs> motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it's so stupid. So that's always bothered me. Now mm-hmm. the thing that I'll mm-hmm. say is when the first dude is walking and then he like trips over the plank. And uh-huh. bends over because he tripped, and like you said, like a fucking cat, just out of fucking Hulk nowhere, of a man appears out of nowhere in front of him, and that chang sound, and then boom yes. on the head, and then and he's then just he's twitching, convulsing and twitching. Oh you god, know the act it, is yeah. kind of shitty. Just the image of it, even though he's like, a, he's like a. Yeah, but it's like a dead. It's like a. It's still um, effective as fuck. It is. It's still it is. really effective. And then when he grabs him and, and pulls him in and just shuts the the metal door. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like because holy I shit. mean, up until that, up until that point in the movie, it's like you know something is off. Yes. Because we get all this, we get the radio reports, the stuff at the at the cemetery. The drunk guy on the tire, just the weird shit that he's saying. And the guy on the ground you know, is like, I've seen and, some things out there. Uh, and, yeah, that yeah. guy. Exactly. Yeah. I've seen some things happen. They don't talk about it. And yeah. You know. Well, he's our and then the girls, right? He's our crazy. Yes, Ralph. he is. It's yeah. got a death curse. Don't go there, <laughs> yeah. you know. You're going he's up that to guy. Run, aren't you? <laughs> That's what when I get older, I'm just gonna walk up to random teenagers and say, "Don't go in there. It's got a death curse." You're just gonna that's be, like you're just gonna become a harbinger dream. of doom. 
I am. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like in my 70s and 80s. Yes. And mm. then they pick up the hitchhiker guy and he's really weird. And he sets Franklin's picture on fire really like ceremoniously almost. Okay. Like it's a ritual. So, so I used to work with, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I used to work with psychotics, but I did. <laughs> and the thing is, is uh. that his performance is. Honestly, probably, even though it's a little bit of the like cackling mentally ill guy, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, even that though is like his behavior of how he's very, like, almost like oddly, he like latches onto Franklin, he's almost preoccupied with him, and kind yeah, of, yeah, him, you know, and like <clears throat> wants to impress him, and like, oh, you'd like it, you, you gotta go to my house, you'd like the meat, and, yeah, you know, look at these pictures of these carcasses right. of things I've killed, right. I've <laughs> been around people who behave like that in a professional yeah. setting. In the, mm -hmm. and I would I work nights uh, on a uh, uh, mental asylum essentially, mm -hmm. and uh, but they weren't in lockdown; they were free to roam. And I was in a nurse's station in the middle of the unit. Oh God! And and it was absolute pitch black around me. The only thing that was illuminated was lights, some neon lights under the top of the nurse's station, just so you could. Mm -hmm. see your notes and so i'd be writing notes or doing whatever and doing charting and all of a sudden bam somebody appear right in front of me out of the dark oh my god and they would say all kind of stuff like that they would you know there was just one guy who came out and just bam out of nowhere butt ass naked and he's like i need a towel and um, <laughs> i was like <laughs> this happened to more oh than one god. person this is just my iteration of the story and i was like why he's like get all this jism off of me oh my god <laughs> and so it's like like i've lived the science of the lambs kind of life and i was there for years yeah and so like but that sort of manic um preoccupation uh -huh. and that excitement and that laughter and that mm -hmm. it's very real and how it can switch on a dime is also very real. yeah i've seen yeah. people have done that to me and i've tried to kill me or come after me and then flip mm -hmm. right back like i'm their best friend you know yeah. and so like that performance that is not bill mosley but i'll be damned no. if bill mosley doesn't do that guy <laughs> as chop top very yeah he does he does yeah. very much so that guy's fucking perfect uh the the hitchhiker no, he's really good perfect it's so bizarre it's so bizarre and yeah because i mean he's got this weird like sack made out Road of a kill. dead animal yeah. and he's you can see that he's got even more than just the stuff that he actually interacts with, he's got stuff like placed around him and things. And yep. it's, it's a fully realized character. It's yeah. not just a one-off. It's, yeah. it's got a lot of dimension to it, which makes it even creepier with the stuff that he does. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> Drayton beating him with that stick. He'd be like, you left your brother home. I told yeah. you to never leave him alone. And, then and we like, find out he's the one that's fucking with the people in the graveyard. Correct. He's, I told you to stay <laughs> away from those graveyards. And he's beating him in the headlight. And that's a great shot. Mm -hmm. And then uh, yeah. but the moment that gets me is, I think it's with uh, the old man in Leatherface. He's like, I bet you let them kids get away too, didn't you? I bet you did. I'm going to have to give you another beating. And, and then he's, Leatherface is way more verbal in this first one. Like, yeah. Mumbling. He, say, he says gibberish. Yeah, yeah. but you got kind of, he's like, uh uh, uh uh, uh uh, uh uh. And it's like, you got him, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. You know, like, no speaking mm -hmm. spell shit. 
And then he points the, the <laughs> mini, uh, the cooler. And so he opens it up. Mm-hmm. And then you see that like, oh, well, he, he didn't fuck up. And he mm-hmm. starts hitting him anyways. He finds yeah. some reason to hit him. And then it's like, that's what some I mean. Like there's this, there's something in the, the complex, the simplistic complexity of these three different people playing three different versions of crazy. Crazy. Yeah. That, that creates a frenzy in this movie that uh-huh. once. And it's all unpredictable. All unpredictable. That's the best <laughs> stuff of this movie. Once we yes. get through the slasher sort of shit of like, who's going to stumble into that fucking house and get, yeah, and like, yeah that's gross. And yeah, she gets put on a meat hook. And no, you don't see mm-hmm. it. And there's a quick cut to something fucking random. And then they, it's like a split second cut. But yeah. It's great because mm-hmm. it still uh, gives you the feeling of impact because she goes up. Well, yeah. and there's a snap cut and then back to her and she's on the hook. That, that whole sequence of her getting up from the swing outside that is that and the camera tracking shot follows her ass all the way to the house which is what they repeat in the remake they repeat the 2000 yes they got that same shot yeah and because up to the point where those two get to that house it's like we like i said before we know some weird just weird shit's happening you know, the guy marked the van. Yes. Stuff like that. We have no idea what these people are up to, who they are, what they're doing, or why they're doing it. And then Leatherface just comes out of nowhere and gets him. But when she comes in and and he he chases her out and grabs her, it's so violent how he handles people. Yes. Because legs and arms are flailing and he's just whipping them around and throwing them on tables. It's also the fact that she's out of the house, right? She yes. Makes it out the door and she's out still of the house. He gets her and just sucks her right back in. Almost yes. like that house yes. is like hell. And once you're there, you're mm-hmm. never getting out, you know? Yeah. So. And when we first cut to that room, it's almost like a meat hook POV shot. Yes. Because it, it looks so huge in the frame. Yeah. When we're we cut sh- to that. We're, 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 yeah, and it's, it's saying, yeah. yep. There, he's showing you what's going to happen. Yep. And so through that whole thing, it's just like your whole body clenches up inside of itself because you know, a person is going to end up on the end of that hook. Yeah. It's and almost she does, like, a, and you don't see it. It's not really deep focus or forced perspective, but it's kind of like that because no, we're so close to the yes. me hook, but we're shooting down to the doorway. Mm-hmm. It's a very well-framed shot. We're up. Yes, it and is shooting down at the door frame. And so the, the hook is, taking up most of the frame, but we're looking through mm-hmm. the actual loop yes. of the hook down to her being dragged in by this hulking man uh-huh. who barely fits yes. through the doorway. It's just perfect. It's so effective. Very it's effective. so effective. And he does that a lot in this movie where you don't, where the action is not filling the whole frame. Yes. It's through a small doorway or through the, the, the part of the hook or through that or through this. So it, it just... It 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 obscures your vision enough to where your mind starts making shit up about it fills in the blanks for you. That's exactly where I was going to go with it. The mastery mm-hmm. of that is because everybody is convinced they have seen that they hook saw it. her body. Yes. And, and famously, you if you actually sit and watch this movie, it's a relatively bloodless film. Yeah, the it's most not very gory. The most blood, other than the ending where she's covered with all those cuts, the mm-hmm. most blood. Um, is the initial mallet blow to the first dude when he's because he's got blood dripping down yeah. his head, but 
the rest of it's implied blood. It's it's a bucket yeah, of blood I mean, off we, to the side. It's a yeah. yeah we get yeah. the a little blood with the the knife cuts in the van, yeah, but that's, but it, it's it's not super gratuitous or anything. We get some blood spray on Leatherface yeah, when he kills yep. Franklin. But we're not seeing the chainsaw go into flesh. Go until into it's flesh at, at all? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's so that's what's so masterful about it because by He's using, which is, lo and behold, what movies are supposed to do. He's using the camera to direct our attention and therefore direct our minds. Like I said, Mm -hmm. so when he does that snap cut to, I think a snap cut to like the freezer and then snap cut back. Yes. It's it's so quick and it's so sudden that the cut itself becomes a moment of impact. So that your mind, Mm -hmm. and because the freezer is white, if I'm not mistaken, that's what it is. It is, yes. Yeah, it's because the... Because it's it's a he's literally snap cutting to a white space that so we subconsciously associate a deep freeze with meat storing meat mm-hmm. that your mind immediately makes the association and because of of the impact it just meat impact meat hook because the hook was already inserted in your mind mm-hmm. because the shot and so yeah. your mind just connects all those dots and it's like that's fucking genius shit he does he doesn't yeah, have to show is. you. We don't no. actually ever even really see all that much blood come out of her. But then when we finally mm-hmm. zoom out, there's just a pail under her and there's blood in the pail. And it's like, yeah, just all of that gets you exactly where you need to go. And you don't need mm-hmm. the torture porn of it all to get there. It's the, he gets no. there artistically. Yeah. And cause even, cause he brings in the dude and starts like sawing on him but you don't see it i mean you see his body parts move like they would if they were if he was sawing into him but everything's obstructed by other things in the frame so you don't see it yeah i guess i should say (laughs) that's the hitchcockian element right yes you never actually see the knife penetrate janet lee but you think you did um that Mm -hmm. that if that's the only thing that's really kind of lifted out of psycho um other than Mm -hmm. obviously there's a spiritual connection because partial inspiration of ed gein but um yeah yeah but yeah, yeah it's it's yeah it's a uh... cuz even even when when during Franklin's kill i mean we see him we see the motion of him like yes. pushing the saw into him and Franklin's and gyrating as if a saw gyrating yes. yes and we just see it's so dark in that scene you see the the cast of the flashlight so you see his arms moving in shadow and you just see kind of like a misty spray yeah. it's not red yeah it's and it's so quick that it looks so violent the yes. way that it's cut and yes. the the light and his movement and it looks just brutal brutal as hell well you know how we <laughs> talked in our last uh last adventure we're talking about the hitcher where we were kind of previewing this we talked about in texas chainsaw massacre 2 when when uh chop top is is pushing stretch back towards the yeah. record room or whatever and out of the pitch black mm-hmm. dark here comes Leatherface with the fucking chainsaw mm-hmm. roaring or whatever yeah that moment um i have to imagine that it's almost like a uh poetry at rhymes kind of deal with franklin being mm-hmm. killed because it's better achieved yeah because he comes lurking at because here okay here's here's my <laughs> guess as to what the spiritual progress is right they're in the uh-huh. dark. Franklin is being annoying. Get no, I have the flashlight. No, I give me I uh, right. Whatever. And he's oh, when he Sally. keeps telling her to stop. He's like, I hear something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody, she's not listening yeah, I hear something out here. She's programmed uh-huh. not to listen to him. It's his sister. Yeah, listen to this guy. 
I says, she's, <laughs> and she's like, at a certain point, she's just like, be quiet, be quiet, Franklin, right? And he's like, Sally, Sally, mm-hmm. no, there's something out here. This isn't right. We got to turn around, blah, blah, blah. And then, bam, out of the shadows. And then, before the chainsaw's in his gut, and he's ripping through the wheelchair. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cause it's so quiet before you hear that. You hear, you hear like the crickets and stuff and just the wheelchair kind of moving around. Then all of a sudden, that chainsaw just rips through everything. But the inversion of that that uses shadows to a much better effect is just a couple years later when Michael his mask just appears in the darkness. Yes. Right. Yes. And you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's the same thing using shadow. And then bam, it just appears. And mm-hmm. then I think Hooper is like, fuck, <laughs> I didn't quite get the shadow. Cause you kind of, the editing kind of helps. It's not as if Leatherface just appears out of shadow because it's, it's no. lit. Right. And so you kind of yes. see him. But by the time we get to he he gets to do it again, he gets to do this mm-hmm. again, he does a very similar fucking thing, but this time you do not see him there. You do no, it comes out of nowhere. Comes out of fucking Absolute nowhere. Like we nowhere. said, it's a it's <laughs> scares the shit out of me. I don't do uh-huh. jump scares, but I jump. No, but every time every that one gets me. Time. <laughs> and I can feel my body begin to tense up at that scene. I'm like, oh shit. Because I know he's gonna I'm like I I know, I think I know it's going to happen. It's always the next mm-hmm. split second. So I think that if oh, I yeah. had to guess, I think, because there's always this one upsmanship. I think it's like Carpenter saw that and was like, but what if we slowed it down? What if we did it quiet? And so the roar of the chainsaw, it's just the fast right. in the shadow. And then mm-hmm. but the same effect with the, the shadow obscuring the killer. And then I think Hooper was like, okay, now I get to do, now I got money and time. I'm going to do the shadow thing, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do it my way, which is, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a screaming out of the darkness. Yeah. And then it just ends up becoming a whole metaphor for the size of his cock. So <laughs> you are good, got aren't the you? The biggest and, chainsaw. Yeah, you are oh good, aren't you? And he's like, oh, Jesus. His, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, you're God. so good. That's a weird fucking scene. It's so weird. You know what I'm talking about, right? She's the camera yeah, she's like, gr- upper leg, like, yeah, upper Daisy yeah. Dukes. So the camera's, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like instead of a she, meat hook, it's her meat curtains we're focused on. <laughs> I apologize, Lindsay. But no, she. But no, I mean it works for her. She's one of those uh, final girls that uses uh, uh, psychology yes. to outweigh her killer. Yeah. So. No, I can appreciate it. It's just it comes out of nowhere though. Like that's uh, it does. It's really time. weird. She's like, oh, you're so good. It's just sort of like, <laughs> hey, what? It's so strange. Okay. Back to- I mean, yeah, because any other horror like icon, it's like, did anyone try to seduce Jason? I don't think so. I don't think it would or or seduce. <laughs> Jason Voorhees. Has anybody ever tried to seduce Jason? That's the name of my autobiography. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, we know nobody's trying to seduce Freddy because we know who he's interested in. Yeah, children. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't going to put that fine of a point on it. Yeah. And Michael Myers... I think make try like makes out with uh uh they kiss the lips in one of those movies. Do they? Yeah. 
Yeah. It must have been one of the later ones. It is. It's when, they, when she when Jamie the Curtis comes back. I think it must be Resurrections. Oh, H- oh God. Or maybe it is H2O is the before the- she cuts his head off. She kisses him on the lips. It's something weird. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you're right, though. Yeah, nobody's ever. Yeah. But that kind of also makes Leatherface kind of unique. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Leatherface is scary to you? <laughs> Um, I mean, in this, the way he's depi- in this film, yes, I think, yeah, because there's just so much going on there with the different masks and he's like this, he's like this brutalized animal. Yes. You know, and it's, so it's, it's like, you know, the movie is very, he, this movie is very smart though. And this movie does something that you can't really do in the sequels mm-hmm. um, because uh, they couldn't justify themselves. And this is why I don't mm-hmm. think really any of the sequels are any good. I, I apologize to Texas Chainsaw Massacre fans. I just don't think it's a very good series, <laughs> no matter how many attempts they try to do it. Um, and it's that it doesn't really need, first of all, none of this needs explanation. The more you explain no, it, the no. less fucking scary The dumber it, it gets. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Either the dumber it gets or the less scary it gets. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, well, you know, he's really just a sad guy who was really, really pretty and articulate and handsome. and then. You know, he was horribly disfigured yeah. and went crazy. And his he got some f- disease. Yeah, that the ate kid his face. you think yeah. is Leatherface was really his best friend, and he's really the popular. Yeah, guy. that's so fucking stupid. It's such a mess. Yeah, it's so <laughs> stupid. It's like it's a, it's an idea that sounds really smart in a pitch meeting, and then they're like, yeah. "Do you realize this is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre?" Right? I don't <laughs> want sympathy for Leatherface, and and that's my point. Is like with this movie, is there such. Well, you're talking about like the frenzy of it all, and there's so much mm-hmm. happening. There's just these little things. There's a stray comment about the way meat ought to be slaughtered, and, and yeah. no, the machines aren't good because that puts people out of their jobs. Like it, it tells you everything you need to know with the bitterness of this family and their weird yes. obsession, and that and maybe mm-hmm. they've been driven mad by having to resort to eating humans because there's that disease you get from eating your own species. Mm-hmm. And, well, and they talk about that some there's some disease mention or a breakout of an illness. Yes. Mentioned on the the radio Correct. announcements. You can only if you only heal pure parts of it. But that's the again it's that night of living dead thing where it's like, well, there was mm-hmm. a probe from Mars that came that, that, that. and they're like, well, maybe that's yeah. it, but it's not saying that's the explanation. It just sort of no. is. And then yeah, yeah, and then there's the whole like are how, are those his sons? We don't really know. No, when who knows? You see that though, because they they a, a bunch of them call Grandpa Grandpa. I they know. all call Grandpa Grandpa. But then Leatherface so, leaves. I mean, to, <laughs> to your point, when Leatherface comes back, he's got the female mask on. And he's serving as the matriarch of the family during the, around the dinner table, and that's just kind of implied. Yeah, because you know, there's no. Well, yeah, it's weird because two of his masks seem to be more female because there's the one where he's got like the apron and the wig. Yes. Um, like he's he's preparing the food. He's butchering. Yes, That's his his butchering. He's serving mask. a traditional female role in the family. Yes, yes, he is. And then he dresses up for dinner, so he's got the one that's got makeup on. Yeah. And then and then he's got his kill mask, which is is just more straightforward. It's just a face. And so it's almost like so. like these Gen Xers who've gone through the uh, or maybe late stage boomers, technically, but. Like they've gone through the <laughs> Vietnam War, and mm-hmm. this is the most perverted ver- version of the white picket fence nuclear family could possibly create. Right? Is the the, yeah. the stay at home mom 
The stay at home <laughs> wife is a 400 pound, six foot five sociopath, mutilated sociopath who makes pig noises and butchers people and serves yeah. them up to the family to eat. Like that's weird fucking shit. But it's like an ultimate sort of fuck you to the American dream. It's like, this is what, it, yeah. this is what America really looks like. It's fucked up, twisted freaks mm-hmm. and uh, who live on the fringes of society and like, yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. so there's like, there's all of that is the subtext that's going on in there. But again, they never stop this movie to be like, and here's why Leatherface uses a speaking spell because, you know, like there's no broader explanation. There's no, there's no explanation for anything. For it's anything. just the events that are happening. This is, and, that's I, and it. that I think puts us more into the shoes of Sally, which is Sally doesn't know what the mm-hmm. fuck is going on. No. Not at all. And and also, if you're Sally, there's no explanation that's going to make a fucking difference. Your brother is still going to be sawn in two in his wheelchair. Yeah. All your friends are dead. And these people are going about to fucking eat you raw. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite scene of hers is when she makes it to the gas station and the, the, the cook guy finds her. And he's like, I'm going to go get, sit here. Just wait here. I'll be right back, whatever. And she's just sitting there yeah. looking at that open door and you hear the crickets and there's just no noise. And it just cuts back from her to that door and her to that door. And it's just like, she's just waiting for him to come through that door. And he never does because he's chasing her. And as soon as she goes in that door, it's like he disappears. Yes. It's just so unnerving. Yes. And then the guy comes back in and he's got a sack and rope and he's not like, He's still, like you said, he's still kind of, he's the same dude. Yeah. And he's just, all right, now you, this this will go a lot easier if you just go yeah. with the program, little lady. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so fucked up. Yeah. And and it's, it's, it's another one of those moments, and we've had those moments in the other movies we talked about, where it's just like, what do you do? You're, you're fucked. Well, it's the Kurt Russell, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing moment. Right? Yeah, what right. are you doing? Yeah. Right. What are you doing? Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. It's, and, and, you know, and how many of these movies, in each of them, I think? Yeah, in each of them, they make it to a diner thinking they're going to be safe, and then the threat finds mm-hmm. them there in some way, shape, or form, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, in Duel, like, mm-hmm. he thinks it's the guy, but it isn't. But the guy, yep. the truck is still waiting for him outside the diner. Yep. Yeah, so he's fucked. And no one will help him because yep. they all think he's crazy. In Breakdown, nobody will help him. They go to Bell's diner. Yeah, nobody yeah. will help him. And then the guy who pretends he's a Sawyer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I know where they went. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They don't yeah. tell me everything. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The cops is in on it. Who do you think is in on it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, so that's a sabotage. And then that's yep. how he ends up getting kidnapped. Um, mm-hmm. Fucking his, his wife ends up in a meat freezer. Yeah, she ends up in a freezer, a white freezer. Yeah, on a farm. Right? So <laughs> Crazy. And, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre is Drayton run, is running the diner. And it's an odd thing, too, because like the first time you meet him, you, you, he seems like a backwoods guy who's also creepy in his own right when they first pull up. And he's like, oh, we don't, yeah. we don't got any gas. And they're like, you know, whatever. And, you know, we're the only place around and all this sort of shit. And then he's, uh, mm-hmm. when they were like, talking about going to the farm, he, he, he genuinely tries to get them not to go to that farm. 
Yeah, he does. Which is really yeah, he like wants them to stay there and wait for the gas. If there's any gas coming. Well, that's the know? thing is he <laughs> wants to call the hitchhiker. You know, you guys just stay here. And then once it gets dark, he's going to have Leatherface come and grab him. Or could be. Is he just like, I got to keep him away from the brothers uh, and let that so they can go on their way. Like, we don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Right. Is he, yeah, yeah, he's opposed don't. to the killing, but he's not opposed yes. to uh, t- hog tying somebody and he's not opposed to eating them. Beating them with a broom or handle. With a broom handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I don't, it's just fucked up. It's so fucked up. And that's the thing. The, the fact that we, all of these things are said, but a lot more of them are implied. We, yeah. We, we, yeah. Like we, it's, it's heavily implied that the hitchhiker and the, the cook do not get along. Right. No, not at all. Not at all. Because you're just the cook. Me and uh, me and him do all the work. They don't even call him all the work. Yeah, not Bubba. Yeah, they don't call him by name. Nothing. It's just me and him. Mm -hmm. And he's and he's yelling him about being out on the road and stuff. Yeah, he's like, you stupid halfwit. What did I tell you? You stay off those roads Mm -hmm. and stay out of those graveyards. (laughs) And he seems like (laughs) offended at the idea. That he's digging up these graves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so again, he's like, he's kind of like the dad figure who has a kind of a moral conscience, but he's, like maybe he's the oldest brother. Maybe, I, right? He, but he's just as fucked up as they are at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's just, yeah. It's such a weird, those three characters are such a weird grouping. That's because the heart they're of all it, fucking, yeah. They're all fucking yes. nuts. But they're all nuts in their own way. And so in Sally. It's a very distinct way. Yeah. So when she, that sequence from basically when they grab her at the mm-hmm. diner to all of the hell that Sally goes through to finally <laughs> being able to actually escape and running. And mm-hmm. then the fucking hitchhiker is just slashing her and laughing and slashing her. And slashing yeah. Her and slashing like her. slashing across her back and, as she's running, covered in blood, screaming. And she's screaming her head off more and more lacerations in her body uh-huh. still running it's that yeah. to me is where i'm with you where i'm like this is insanely intense shit this is yeah deeply deeply intense uh mm-hmm. where it goes to me from being macabre and funny and you know to just deeply troubling yeah yeah, there's there's several sequences like that for me in this movie. Um, another one is when they slice her finger and let Grandpa suck the oh, blood out. It's, uh, I, it's I, so I, disgusting. It's disgusting, but I kind of find it funny. Because yeah. he's like, <laughs> right? Yeah, he can barely suck. You know what I mean? Which is how I am after all of these different stops. You just <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh shit! I need one Wait, of and that end is just pure, those. pure frenzy. It is. <laughs> well, and that's okay. So that's the other thing is that it, 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 the movie doesn't. There's no. There, there's a setup, right? Yes. And it, it kind of functions as a traditional movie. We have to check on mm-hmm. the graves of our grandparents because some grave robber has been desecrating is all these graves doing across sh- Texas. weird shit with yeah. them. Yeah, we haven't really been out here since we were kids, but we were close with our grandparents, and we want to do the right thing by them. Mm-hmm. And then, well, while we're out here, let's go check on the farm because it's our property essentially. Like Franklin's inherited it, and 
Let's go see. And it'd be a fun trip. Yeah. Come yeah. on, Franklin, you'll have fun. Correct. Yeah. And then nothing bad will happen. Yeah. <laughs> Just a road trip day. You know, go out here, but all the locals are real mm-hmm. kind of weird and fun. And, and there's a weird feeling of like, I don't remember it being this because they haven't been there since they were kids. And it, so it's like, I don't, no. I don't remember this place being so fucking creepy. It's basically nobody says that. But that's the tone. No, of like, but that's the vibe. That's the vibe. This yeah. idyllic and, childhood place where you went mm-hmm. and spent time with your loving grandparents. Where you remember this beautiful farm that they had. It's like in uh-huh. drought and everything's dusty and desolate. And the only thing that's left are the weeds and the thorn and mm-hmm. thistles and thickets. And everything's in disrepair. And all the people seem yeah. to be wackos. Drunk and drunk. weird and sweaty. Yeah. And- <laughs> Somebody's out here, and the thing is, I think I always forget about this movie. I'll get back to what my the fuck my first point was. <laughs> is I always forget that it opens on that that extraordinarily grotesque piece of artwork where it's two bodies with that yeah. fucking headstone shoved up at the ass. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's oddly sexual in a way, right? Because it's like yeah, it out. looks like one corpse is is butt fucking another corpse <laughs> on top of a grave. Pretty sure this is the, what it looks this like. This is the first time the term meat curtains or butt fucking has appeared on a binge movie <laughs> episode. Butt fucking has fallen out of favor. You're, are you bringing butt fucking? It has. <laughs> Maybe I mean there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just that's what it looked. Not like Mira Sorvino. Me, what, what's her name? Mina Suvari. Mina Suvari. Mina Suvari's bringing butt fucking back. <laughs> So, I mean, you could destroy this woman's career. I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but it does. But, That's exactly what it looks like. It's, yeah, it does. And it's, it's just, so gross. It's I was weird that. I and was gross. That. And it's such, it's not just a skeleton, it's goopy and wet meat. There's meat. And just. Yeah. chunks and it's so gross it looks it's real so gross. it looks like two real it does. corpses yeah and the, that's how a lot of stuff in this movie looks when they do show stuff yes. like when he cuts his leg it it looks like white meat it's not like just blood spurting out it's like chunks of meat getting ripped apart and the 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 picture flashes that we get at the beginning over uh, over the narration it's like just chunks of cartilage on bone and yeah. it's yellow fat and it's just this gross and it looks real and it's it looks all real. in the hot texas sun yeah that adds in the other 70s layer we just sit, <laughs> yeah we just sit on that butt fucking shrine necrophiliac yeah. shrine mm-hmm. at in a public cemetery and yeah. the sun is just right there beating down on it the sun is beating down oh it's awful yeah Speaking of and white, people are just yeah. people are just watching, like pulled their trucks up and they're just drinking beer and watching. Oh yeah, everything go down. So that adds that opening element of where it's just like, is this mm-hmm. the place we came to when we were kids? Is this even this right. right place? Are we even in the right town? Are we sure Grandma and Grandpa are out here? Are we sure? Like like <laughs> you know, are we sure their graves are out here? Like I can't believe that this is what we remember. And like none of that's. Mm-hmm. It's it's hinted around. That's just the vibe that's created through behavior and through mannerisms. Yeah. And then when all those people are dead, basically from like the meat hook scene, and then when we see her in the freezer and just yeah. shoves her back in, and then 
when set by, by the, the moment Sally and Franklin, moment Franklin is killed off, gone. That movie, any conventional movie formula, not formula, but structure, completely breaks down. Gone. Yeah, it's just frantic mania chasing it's just a frenzy through scrub for the next thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because she's running and jumping out windows yeah. and falling down things and chicken feathers everywhere. She is it's, our protagonist at that point, but she overcomes nothing. She nothing. Just she just runs away. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah. just barely happens to survive. Yeah, and it's it's just from her flailing. It's not because she she outsmarted them or overpowered. She just got away. She got away. Thank God that AT Wheeler was coming down the street when he was, right? Yes. Otherwise she's dead. Yeah. 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 There was nobody and on it, that road. She's fucking dead. She's she's dead. Yeah. yeah. She she couldn't have ran for much longer. And they were both after her. And here's the thing. I've seen this movie uh, a dozen times, Lindsay, you know. Yeah. I'm never convinced she's going to make it to the bed of that truck. Oh, it's it's so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every Throw time the, I watch it, I'm yeah. like, I don't know if she's going to make it. I know the end. I know the famous shot of her laughing and screaming and, Thing, yes. and, and crying As and laughing and covered in blood. Uh-huh. I know she's going to make it down the road. and But I'm never, ever, ever, ever convinced. It's like, no, it's like every time I watch it, it's almost possible he's going to get her. Yeah, well, because the way that it's shot and the way it's it's it doesn't look rehearsed or choreographed at all. No, it doesn't. It just it it looks like he like Toby Hooper said, just fucking chase her and see what she does. Here's a you real chain. Yeah, here's it's a real there, chainsaw. It's, and, yeah, yeah. Just chase her and make her scream. Swipe it as close and as you can without actually cutting her head off. <laughs> That's what it seems like. It's what it seems like. Yeah. It's very realistic because it, 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 yeah, it's just, it's just, it's so, uh, what would you say? Um, just sporadic, like the movements, you know, like just falling here and grabbing this and, and trying to get out of the way. Just desperate, desperate movements. Yeah. It's, desperate. It's movements. Very naturalistic almost. Again, going back mm-hmm. to that, like doc, documentary. Uh, mm-hmm. documentary cinema verte sort of style where it feels very freewheeling. It feels very, yeah, yeah. it doesn't, it, it stops being, it, it stops being a movie at some point. Like it's a movie yeah, and it has characters and it sets them up and there's an inciting incident and then they get into trouble and then they're dispatched and then it stops being a movie and it becomes like a frenzied nightmare for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. And then because she, like you said, she didn't, win she didn't overcome anything she just survived it and yeah we just survive it that's what it feels like at the end is like yeah you didn't do fuck all sitting there you just survived Mm-mm. what we put you through and that's well, that's and the it, power and it of lends, the movie yeah and it lends more to the oh this really happened yep. and it lends more to the realism of it because she doesn't kill Leatherface and call the cops and sit. Th- and, and that's one thing that really stood out to me about all these movies. And this one, this one is different, same, but different because at the end of all these movies, we've had our protagonist sitting there in the sunset, just contemplating what the fuck just happened to them. Yeah. Looking over the corpse of their tormentor, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And in this one, she gets away. So what we get is Leatherface Spiraling in the sunset, you know, just he, he, she got away. One got away. Yeah, you're right. Same, but different. Cause she does the, we get her, Mm -hmm. 
Well, it's also a couple, a couple things. She's in a passive position. Yeah. Which means even in her escape, she has no control over where she's going. No, she's not driving. She she's just we alone We don't even know who the, the driver is. We don't even know that she's actually safe, really, if you really think about no, it. No, no, we don't. So she just happens to you know, get in there and somebody stops for her and hauls ass out of there. But she has no idea where she's going. It's just nothing but uncertainty. So maybe it's over. Maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not. Because like, and then we get the, what the fuck, what the fuck just happened? What do I do now? (laughs) Laughter to tears to laughter to just like, it seems Mm -hmm. like she's been driven insane, uh, which is reasonable. And then, yeah, our final shot is this guy. And this feels completely improvised of just in the sun again, Uh just in broad daylight, the sun (laughs) practically like parallel to his body him mm-hmm. fucking swinging this thing around and doing yeah there's no context for a fit. It. he's kind of throwing a fit yeah. a little bit like a dance but it's a tantrum but it's a yeah. fit but it's is he upset or is he hat like what is he what is happening <laughs> yeah no no idea is he but more? Just, is that like, and, is that like a funeral dance for his brother? Does he even give a like shit? Like his brother's dead. Yeah. Does he care? Does he know? Right. I mean, it's yeah, it's so open ended, and it it just leaves more answers than questions. This whole movie does, but it's like you don't want the answers. And they've made fifteen subsequent sequels, reboots, and remakes and reimaginings <laughs> to try to give you those answers you never wanted nor never needed. Don't want to know. <laughs> It is kind of fun to, I, I do have a special place in my heart for the next generation of oh Matthew McConaughey God, and Renee Zellweger. Just be, I know, it's so fucking bad, the but FBI it's such an oddity. Or because he's, guy, the Illuminati guy with the Yeah, it's to, it's to freak people out. Yeah, they that they're paid to do sense, that. Lindsay. It makes no sense. The, the, the it gov- makes US no government, sense. I know you're a conspiracy theorist out there in Iowa. <laughs> the US government identified, and also the family's name changes sometimes they're the sawyer sometimes there's something else but the yeah. the government has identified the sawyer family in this site but rather than do anything to stop them they've turned it into the ultimate thrill park to try to either terrify people yeah. or get people to learn how to value their life what the fuck something why are you talking it makes about? no sense no. yeah it doesn't make any sense and the guy it's who's ahead so- of the program has <laughs> got his nipples pierced it is Rubbing with his weird like cuts in it, yeah, like scarification. Almost, yeah, almost like he's been things. branded. He's been branding himself. Yeah, yeah. Like what? It's so weird. It's so weird. This is the next generation. Or the next, yeah, the next era controls his leg with a with a remote. <laughs> 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 that's that one, right? Or is yes. that Viggo Mortensen? Which is the one that's like? <laughs> no, that 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 one is is McConaughey. Yeah. I I like the Viggo Mortensen one too because they do some really creepy shit in that movie. But no, it's trash as well. Next Gen is the one where uh, um, uh, what's her name? Renee Zellweger is the nerd yes. going to prom? You know, she's fifty. Yes. Yeah. Yep, she's going to prom. No one likes her. Oh, okay. There is one thing. I think it's Next Generation. There is one character that's decent. It's not Creighton Duke, but it might as well be Creighton Duke. It's the black survivalist <laughs> guy. It's uh, I'm pretty sure it's uh, that's 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 three. That's the one with Viggo Mortensen. Oh, okay. Well, that's isn't that what's his face from um, Dawn of the Dead? Isn't that who that is? 
It's it, oh yeah, god damn it! What's his name? Um, and from beyond, Ken Forey. Ken, Ken Forey. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. The tea yet. Ken, no, Ken that one's Forey. an interesting one. Yeah, I like his character. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that is most famous, obviously, for having what uh, we have previously talked about, which is Excalibur. It mocked the Excalibur. <laughs> uh, the teaser was the. Leatherface's hand coming out of the whatever <laughs> with the Lady of the Lake with a golden chainsaw that says the saw is family. Yep. Yep. What, is that, what does that mean? The saw is family. What does that mean? That it's it's part of their family customs, I guess. What, I don't know. What's part of our family custom now, Lindsay? Now we've had this road trip and we're bringing it to a close. Oh man, I don't know. Uh <laughs> You just have a thought pass. Uh, you just have thought pass through your head. Don't censor yourself now. Well, no, <laughs> exactly right. No, we do have a knack for turning anything into something perverted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we've made we, we we've talked about. I would probably said uh, mentioned buttholes at least once per in episode. every episode of yeah. this road trip. Yeah. So <laughs> that's true. That would probably be a custom, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> We're both butthole preoccupied, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what that says about us as people or as I don't know. Right? I think, uh, <laughs> let's be honest, though. Uh, a lot of the movies that you and I talk about, it, e- even inadvertently, end up being perverse. Like, we... That's true. We, they have perverse elements to them. Yeah, we did not... We in- don't have to stretch far to get there. <laughs> <laughs> We're not the lady in Blue Thunder that's looking at her own asshole. Nobody nobody (laughs) told me Blue Thunder is going to be all butthole. Like, I didn't know there was any nudity. I didn't know there there was nudity in there. Right? No. It's the only thing. Yeah, let let alone that and and how long is it to go on. That kind of set the trend, I think. That put us down this butthole path. I think so. I think so. Now we're all about that butthole life. Not to stretch far, not to stretch as far as that corpse with the entire no. headstone shoved up his rectal cavity. Yes, Yikes, Jesus. Man. But no, I mean, think about it. we've talked about duel, which isn't necessarily pervert. Well, it kind of is perverse in its own way, right? Well, it's ultimately it, it about is, like a trucker serial killer hunting down this guy who's a cuckold. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was a pussy. Yeah, yeah. To, to quote you, then breakdown yeah. is they're definitely. Holding his wife hostage and threatening to rape her. Yeah, they 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 talk about like short and curly. Yeah, and, like, mm, and like yeah, right. Like, uh, the, JT Walsh, you're so creepy. How they could describe <laughs> what her genitals look like to him, and they got to know. Yeah, her real yeah, good. exactly. Uh, and yeah. obviously the hitcher is. He, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it's Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer. No more needs to be said. Very sweatily crawling cr- <laughs> into the bed with Jennifer Jason Lee. And yes. uh, yeah, and then obviously the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre, which is a lot of weird psychosexual uh, dynamics yes. there. And if you want to hear me talk about more perverted things like this, <laughs> I have a brand new spinoff show that's coming out just as this is coming to a close. It'll be starting up. It's called The Slashers. It's myself and Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast, where we talk about we go year by year and cover a massive cross-section of each slasher that came out that year. And we have a discussion about it. Nice. We give it awards. We determine things like who was the best final girl of 1980? 
who had the best VHS cover of 1980? What was the best nice. kill of 1980? And what is what's Ooh. the best slasher film of 1980? What's the best cult film of 1980? And we're doing it from 1980 to 1984. And some years there were so many slashers. We're going month by so month. So many. So some years there were so many slashers that we have to do two episodes per year just to cover them all. And we still haven't Damn. exhausted it. We, we try to get a whole cross-section. We have movies on this <laughs> list that only played for about six weeks at drive-ins in, in rural <laughs> North Carolina, and that's not an exaggeration. I've spent Holy two shit. years curating this list. Compiling this? Compiling wow. This list. No. I'm excited to listen to that. So that's what I've got going on. What do you have going on this fall-ish, spooky season-ish? What do you got going on, Lindsay? Where can we find uh, you? I, I don't quite know yet. Um, I'm, I I plan on doing something on my channel. I just don't know Waxworks. yet what it's going to be. Two. Waxworks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've got, I've got a couple ideas up my sleeve, but I'm just not sure 100 which one I'm going to do yet. <sighs> yeah. I'm so I'm sorry I don't have more to tease, but it's just yeah, I I'm I I I'm going to start uh uh kind of narrowing down my collaborations except for people like you, some people that I work with on a yeah. regular basis and just concentrate more on, on my own stuff because I've been doing too much collaborating and not enough stuff for my own channel. But I always, but it's just, I love collaborating. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's like yes. I watch a movie and I show up and talk about movies yeah. for like two hours. It's awesome. <laughs> so there are 11 Hellraisers. Oh. It gives you years of content. It, it gives me two episodes because we're covering that as the fourth annual Paul and Jason <laughs> Halloween Spooktacular. Uh, it's the next <laughs> franchise we're going to cover. So that'll be out here Halloween time. Uh, mm -hmm. And then we have a brand new season that's going to be coming out right after this road trip in a few short weeks. So we're covering a wide swath of stuff. Uh, I, yeah. And then <laughs> I, I, I think, I think that by the end of this year, I will have be able to successfully say that I'm the only person who's probably talked about um, <laughs> death screams, which is going to be a whole, that's a whole separate show. It's going to be on its own feed, whatever. But just saying death yeah. screams. And Francois Truffaut within a 90, <laughs> 90 day period. <laughs> so there's absolutely no stone left unturned here at Binge Movies. No, something for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> there's something for everybody, uh, mm -hmm. including butthole surfers. If there's ever yes. a time uh, that you want to neglect your own channel, you're always welcome to come back here. Definitely. Definitely. I would, I will, I, I will neglect my own channel for binge movies. I will do that any day. <laughs> I have one final question for you though. Okay. How the fuck are we getting home? I, oh. <laughs> well, start working that job, man. Get your ass back out there. Get us some fucking gas money. Well, it was a because <laughs> we was, got some miles to cover. It was a creepy old farmhouse <laughs> just up the road that I think they I might have heard a generator. They might have some gasoline. Maybe that's some gas we can buy. Yeah. Why don't you go check it out? Yeah. All right, I'll I'm gonna you. go check it out. <laughs> I'm knocking the door. If nobody immediately answers, I will walk into the house. And, good. Yeah. I think that's a good plan. Yeah. It, it, the weirder it smells. 
the more I'm going to be interested in musk. Again, yeah. it's just baked into me now. I just it's the musk. It's the you, musk. I, you seek out the musk. I seek it out. Yeah. <laughs> is it possum or is it man? Who can be ever be sure? All right. Until next time. <laughs> Thank you for taking this road trip with us. This was weird. We're we're already talking about next year. It's going to be even weirder. Mm -hmm. Much weirder. A lot of Burt Reynolds. More possums, <laughs> more everything. <Yes. laughs>